Hello and welcome to The Donfather, a family podcast about a football club that is currently equal third. And tw- June 2, 2019 was the last time that we tasted victory against our arch rivals. I remember it well. Well, actually, I didn't really remember it at all until I just watched it on YouTube. But I remember it well because it was my birthday and they only kicked like 30 points for the game. So, a great victory that day. A great victory today. Matthew. Sorry, I'll I'll keep cutting you. I've just ruined the intro. But uh, was that when Dill Clark tagged out Paddy Cripps? Put Paddy Cripps in his pocket. That's that day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was that one. So and Heppel had like thirty five. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, but another forgettable game, if I'm honest. It was uh, watching the highlights. Quite low scoring. Quite deplorable. Uh, seems to be a common, uh, common theme between uh, these two clubs, isn't it? It is. Um, it is. I mean, I'll take the win, right? Like very, very happy with the win. Uh, but it wasn't mm. the best quality, was it? No, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into that. But you know, you just dropped a couple of names there. I'd like to uh, drop a couple of names myself: Nick Martin, Dog, Jai Caldwell, Dog, Ben Hobbs, Dog, Mason Redman, Dog, Jordan Ridley, Dog. I could name the whole team, Dog. But uh, Brad Scott, Dog. Uh, we we uh yeah some some names there. Uh, that I thought were very, very well. Look, we'll all get into this uh, a little bit later, and that was actually inspired by uh, Pat Voss walking down the race in the Essendon VFL game, uh, calling, naming every one of his teammates, followed by Dog, which uh, originates from a uh, an NFL. Uh, there's like an American high school kid, anyway, who uh, talked about all his teammates and called them all dogs. But uh, yeah, look, it was a game of a quarter, wasn't it? It was a, it it was. Was a one quarter game. It was is a one quarter performance, wasn't it? We uh turned up, got the job done, and uh didn't really do much for the other three quarters. But luckily, Carlton did nothing for four quarters, so we came out okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, actually, before we um get into the review of the game, I'd like to say something that I. Like I think the other rivalries, we've seen some very, very good games. Um, you know, Essendon, Collingwood, some high co- high quality games uh, there in the you know recent sort of let's say ten to fifteen ish years. Uh, perhaps even Essendon, maybe Hawthorne, been some some good games in there. Mm. But uh, Essendon Carlton, I can't remember the last time, if ever, I've been to a game where both sides have been. Uh, High quality. I mean, in terms of clubs that have been uh, irrelevant for their size uh, over the last, say, 20 years, uh, Essendon Carlton, they'd have to go one and two, wouldn't they? Mm, yeah, I agree. I agree. And look, we've had some close-ish games in that time, in sort of the last 10 years or so, but never has it been a good quality game. That's what I'm saying. Two quality sides really going at it. Like yeah. I, I, there are uh, only one I can remember is I think maybe our hundred hundred fortieth um, or maybe one forty five year anniversary played against Carlton and uh, Jake Melksham took that mark. Kicked we, we we kicked about five goals in the last quarter. 
But even mm. then, again, rubbish for three quarters. So it, it has yeah. been a long time since I've seen Essendon, if, if ever, have I seen Essendon and Carlton be two quality sides uh, going head to head. Can't yeah. be last time. It's a long way from sort of 98, 99, 2000, 2001. There were some real crackers around and in big games too, like prelim finals and uh, top of the table clashes around the very early, late 90s, early 2000s. But it's been, well, it's a testament to the the reality that the clubs have just been nowhere since then. Mm. Mm. Um, Stuck in the, uh, in the past. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, uh, look, I think there's quite a few little subplots to discuss about this because although the quality of the game was really poor, there's some really interesting storylines to come out of it. Um, sort of the performance of Merritt was really interesting and what that allowed for Hobbs and, and Caldwell and, and that young, inexperienced midfield group. Uh, we've got the return of Peter Wright to discuss. We've got um, the performance of, of playing four really tall players sort of in the ruck and forward line. So there, there was a bit going on if you are not just the casual observer and are the footy nuffies like we are. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think... Um... Oh, look, I, I suppose we, we're getting into the review of the game, but uh, I, I was, um, I think we, we unleashed a new weapon last night, and it, that's not uh, Peter Wright, but actually um, the fact that Zach Merritt can come out of the midfield, we can play him half forward, mm. uh, and now he's a real threat for the opposition, mm. um, but also the fact that we can uh, unleash him, and we've got three or four other quality midfielders that can go in and, and give us a contest in there. I mean, Caldwell and Hobbs, their work has been uh, absolutely fantastic. And, and the way they were able to win the ball last night, I thought was was great and move it quickly. Mm. Uh, and then obviously string up, uh, went in there a little bit more often. Did Martin attend a few center bounces? He did, I... he did, yeah. He, he went did. through there a few times, got a couple of clearances. That's, uh, well, uh, there you go. Perhaps there's Actually, he got there seven clearances. Wow. Okay. He had the most okay. of anyone. He had seven. Stringer had six. And then Chero was five. Uh, Cripsu four. Caldwell four. Merritt three. And then we kind of tail off from there. Yep. And, uh, I'm assuming uh, the Perkinator might have popped in there. Uh, uh, where is so... Archie? Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Archie got one. Um, So Archie was on Crips all night. And Archie ended up with 18. Um, ah, yes, he was. Yep. Eight kicks, yep. 10 handballs. But Cripps only got 19. And I would say that in watching that game, having Perkins sort of full-time around the midfield, I would say that um, Perkins probably won that duel. And I would go as far to say that in terms of impact on the game itself, that was probably Perkins' best game for the club. Big call. That's a very big call. Um... I, I think he's done more flashy things. And I, kick, I think he's kicked more goals. But I actually think that was the most mature consistent performance across four quarters, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, big call. Big call. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'll be honest. I was sitting in level four, so I don't I don't know if I took note uh, of every single matchup on the ground. Uh, and obviously I missed that one. But um, look, the, the good thing about him playing on a guy like Patrick Cripps is one, he, he you know, he gets to learn where the standard is for elite inside mids. Hmm. Um, but also Paddy Cripps will take it to the ball. That's so, exactly right. Um, yeah, he, he, yeah, he'll you know he, you're you're in the contest because well you just follow him and and the ball's going to be around you. So yeah, um, he certainly made use of his opportunities. 
Um, look, yeah, I, you could be right. Um, I, I don't think Cripps was uh, – I wouldn't have said he hurt us. Mm. Wouldn't have said he hurt us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's done, he, he's done his job. He's done his yeah. job. Yeah, and look, I was really pleased just watching because I was on level one, and then I, I obviously, as all great nuffies do, watched it on replay when I got home. Mm. <laughs> um, but I, I was really pleased with his performance, and I, I think if he can add this level of consistency to the brilliance that he does in patches, I think we've got a really, really good player on our hands. Um, I mean, we've always known he's talented, right? But it's just about getting him to the level of where. Sort of where Nick Martin is, that you know he's going to get that twenty-five to thirty and and kick a goal and and really be influential in the contest. Yeah, I think um he's got sort of the flashiness of Stringer. Yeah. Um, but I, I think uh where we want him to be better is is with sort of the basic stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not that, uh, more that. that. Not, it's not that he doesn't tackle and doesn't chase and it's it's just about him getting the easy possessions that like the link hand passes and those sort when he gets the ball and he breaks a tackle and he hits a target you know from 50 meters it's all good stuff but we just need him to get more like take a mark and hit a 20 meter kick and then be the next link in the chain as well you know is yeah 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 and that'll all that's all development that'll all come yeah so yeah um like his top end is really good um and he never is quite out of games but we just want to make sure that we're getting more from him all the time and that's when yeah. our, our team as a whole will elevate. Yep. No, that, that, that was exactly yeah, where I was going with that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, all in all, uh, I just want to go back to our original point. It was not a great game. I actually thought uh, they probably should have had us at half time. They should have, mm. the fact that we were up at half time yeah. astounded me. Yeah. Um, Agree. And uh, yeah, I thought we were really poor uh, in the first half. I thought they should have had us. Uh, I should have I, had some I, think, I think the first quarter, the game was in our terms, but skills from both teams was really poor. But their their second quarter, they smashed us. They really they they got on top of us and really should have uh, been well and truly ahead. Yeah, well, is there an accuracy that probably kept us in the game? I and mean, that's the same story for them every week. But mm. uh, yeah, that that. Um, uh, not concerned me a bit, but I, I I don't think upon review of that game we we certainly walk away and go, geez, we were good. Yeah, um, we're good. We're good in a patch, but uh, I thought for probably most of that game, I yeah, wasn't sold on our. Um, maybe I'm taking a bit away from the quality of Carlton, and uh, it's exaggerated as to how poor they are. I, I, and that is my belief that I don't think they're as bad as what people are making them out. I think they're in a very rough patch. Yeah, um, I agree. I think I, the, I don't think they're as bad a side as what people are making them out to be. Particularly no, the fact I, they had more scoring shots than us. I think the quality of their team is actually quite good on talent. They're just in a really poor patch of form, aren't they? Yeah. Well, it's 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 funny. Um, I don't know we made this point before, but um, and and this will probably be the the thing in the media this week that it won't just be that you know Essendon won the game, but also that Carlton have lost the game and are a rabble and. The club's falling to pieces and blah, blah, blah. So, um, but they have a lot, a lot of similarities to where we were uh, last year, 12 months ago. I agree 100%. The, the difference is, well, 
they didn't make the finals the year before like we did in 2021. Which, and I mean, this isn't a Carlton podcast. I I think that they're like Essendon before the great Dave Barham came in. I think probably <laughs> their, their issues run a lot deeper. I think it, it's from the board down. Um, and I think their football department potentially struggling because they don't have the right support. And, you know, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. What we've seen from the evidence of this year is that if you get the off-field stuff right, the on-field stuff can take care of itself because you make good decisions, you put the right people in the right spots, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, I think it brings a level of uh, predictability to the to the place, um, which is what seemingly Scott Durham uh, and uh, Vozo have, have, have brought in. Mm. Uh, and, and obviously it does reflect in performance. So, but yeah, you're right. We've talked a lot about of Carlton. Uh, my, my dribble off a couple of likes. Uh, Peter yeah, White, yeah. Uh, welcome back. Very, very good to have him. I'll be interested to see what happens from here. I think sometimes you, you have long layoffs. You get back to playing. You come good the first week and then you, you're a little bit flat in a couple of weeks uh, after. Well, so I'll be interested to see he, what, what happens. I think there. it was a perfect time to bring him back because he gets a week off now. So... Yeah, and and really, all he did was take marks and kick straight, and yep. and that's exactly what our football club needed. Is that this guy and and Jesus, Jesus is a, a really beautiful kicking action, isn't it? It he just his body is straight in line with the goals. The ball drop is straight. His legs swing back. His follow through is straight. He's just. Anyone who wants to learn how to take a set shot, just watch footage of Peter Wright. Yeah. Well, he's good on um well it's it's I guess the left side of the corridor where where his um right foot is on towards the center of the leg. Yeah. Yes, if 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 you get what I'm saying there. Uh, he's very good on that side. Um he's actually not that great on this side. Yeah. From, yeah. I mean, from, I mean I've got no statistical Sorry, he hit one with his left from that side. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm saying oh, over his, his time. Uh, yeah. Typically, it's when he's. Uh, I don't have statistical evidence. This is purely from my observation. But when he's uh, kicking leg, his right leg is on the boundary side. He's uh, less accurate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that, if it's on I the think, other side, it's. Uh, it's I think that would be true of most people, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's the way the ball swings because it will swing into the goals, but yeah. Um, yeah, but no. So it was, it was, yeah, great to uh, to have him back. I would like your opinion, though. I thought four talls in uh, Wiedemann, Wright, Phillips, and Draper. I don't think that was the right mix. I don't mind it because <laughs> we tend to have been subbing that tall later in the game. So yep. so we go into the game and we essentially exhaust one Ruckman. We give them 70% game time. This has sort of been the plan the last few weeks. We exhaust one Ruckman, give them 70% game time. Then you sub that Ruckman out for the last quarter and have the other Ruckman go full time and you get the extra runner late in the game. So I... Look, we've won four straight. I I can't say that it's it's been an issue to me. Oh, we've had we've typically had one less. Mm, that's true. Oh. That's that's true, but I mean, you take Peter Wright out of that team, and we we have five less goals. 
Well, so I mean, someone else kicks him. You could argue Langford only had one last night and uh, probably played a little bit higher up the ground. Or, um, but what I like about Peter Wright, though, you saw it last night. In that, once he got his hands to a couple of marks, Carlton started to panic and they started to double and triple team him. And I think yeah. had the game been hotter, we're going to see Wiedemann get off the chain a little bit more. We're going to see Langford come into the game a little bit more. The, the smalls were more predictable because they were able to run towards right. It, it, just structurally, it gave the opposition such a headache knowing that you actually can't let this guy mark the ball within 50 metres of goal. And and yeah, what, that, well, yeah. what that's going to allow for us long-term is is immeasurable. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you, you need a... Uh... You need it uh, at least one tall forward, um, because yeah, you, you do base uh, all your other strategical structural moves off that, um, mm. and then when he goes down, everyone slides up, and it's just not as uh, synergetic. Uh, synergistic. Synergistic. That's the word I'm looking. Synergetic is the uh, the role calling system we use, but uh, synergistic. That's the word I'm looking for. So, um, so maybe, so do you suggest we drop Wiedemann, or do you suggest we drop one of the Ruckman? Uh, I, I think the Ruckman is the, the call. Uh, look, look, it could, it, look, this is me calling for a structural change. There is every chance. We, we, and we'll get into this as well, but we move the ball differently in the third quarter, but I don't think we'd subbed on uh, Massimo as, as yet. No, he didn't come on until into the last. Yeah, okay. So um, my thing is, it, it, was it a structural problem or was it a, tactical problem, i.e. was it a ball movement thing? So you saw in the third, uh, we're much more willing to play on. Uh, mm. We're much more willing to give a forward handball and run yep. and get ahead of the ball. Um, and in the first half, we were less willing to do that, mm-hmm. um, perhaps less able. Uh, maybe Carlton just defended better. Um, I'd, I'd need to go back and watch the game. But, uh, yeah, I think if, if four tools promotes us falling into habits of uh, just keep it long down the line. Uh, I'm not a fan. Mm. Um, if we have to go smaller because then that forces us to move the ball in a less direct fashion, you know, we've, we've got to work mm. the ball through. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of that. I think um, what it allows, though, is you can rest. You've got the option of overloading the forward line with three tools because Wiedemann's quite mobile. Um getting up and down the ground and he's not bad on the ground. Peter Wright, you might as well not have a ground ball game and same with Phillips, but Draper is quite good on the ground, right? So it gives you the option of overloading the forward line, going three really big tall players and, and exposing undersized defenses, or you just rest the Ruckman on the bench, right? So you're only ever, you're leaving your forwards in the forward line and, and running the Ruckman through the, um, the bench and keeping them one on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think there certainly are um, advantages to it. Um, but I, I think all I'm saying is it, it's a disadvantage if, um, it one, we are more uh, likely to move, the like, like what we were doing in that first half, which was just bomb it down the line, bomb it down mm-hmm. the line. This doesn't work. It, it's, it's, not, it's not an effective way of playing. For yep. a long period of time, I agree. Um, so yeah, if 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 it is disrupting our ability to play more closely to the way we played in the third quarter, 
um, and that I'm not a fan of it. But if if yeah. it was simply just um, an execution problem where the plan wasn't to move the ball the way we we're moving in the first half, it's just what was done. I'm yeah. sure they had conversations around it at, at half time. Yeah. Um, well, then, well, perhaps it, it is the way to go. But um, well, I thought, yeah. like I said, in the first quarter, I thought we looked okay. There was just a few skill errors that really cost us. I thought the game was on our terms and I thought our ball movement was okay. Just in the last, you know, entry into the forward line or the last little bit of execution was a bit of a problem. But yeah, certainly that, in the second quarter, fair. I think Carlton got on top easily. Yeah, look, it was a, it was a really average game mm. uh, from both sides in that first quarter. Yeah. Um, I think I even said to the people I was, I was uh, sitting with that how could this be considered elite, an elite brand of uh, AFL football? Because yeah. it, it's, uh, it, it didn't look it. It didn't no. look it in the first half at all. So It was woeful. woeful. So yeah. look, that'll but, get me onto another like, though. I want to commend the coaching panel again, right? Um, I think I think the move to break Merritt's tag and get him into the forward line, and I, I was sitting with with our cousin Christian, who's a Carlton supporter. And I said to him, I think this game will go one of two ways. Either you'll keep a blanket over Merritt and Carlton will end up winning or Merritt will get off the chain and he'll drag us over the line to victory. And certainly in that third quarter, really within 10 seconds of of the quarter starting, Merritt grabs a ball and gets a goal. And then he sets up the next two. And I think that comes down to just really good coaching from the coaching panel to get Merritt out of the midfield, have the trust in Stringer and the fitness of Stringer to be able to run consistently through the midfield for sort of half a quarter and cause a few more headaches. And then that quick ball movement, forward handball to get us on top. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that one. Um, as, I said, as I said before, it, it exposed, um, well, or exposed the learning for us or, or another uh, tool in our toolbox or weapon in the, uh, the arsenal, but um, yeah, we now know that. Well, we, we can take Merritt off the ball. Uh, we can put him at half forward, and, and I actually thought he was very, very dangerous at half forward. Maybe didn't have as much of it as he would have on the ball, but in terms of his impact per possession, I, I thought he was very, very dangerous, playing a little bit ahead of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah, we know. Okay, if they're going to go and tag Merritt, well, we can move him forward, and he can create yeah. headaches there. And they've got to play it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we 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 actually have enough quality uh, in our depth chart that uh, Parish, Merritt, and Shield and Setterfield can be off the ball, and we've still got guys who are, are capable of of playing in the midfield at AFL level. Yeah, and um, and I mean that takes us to another point. Cordwell and Hobbs have just been enormous since since those players have been out. Right, like they have just really carried the midfield. I mean, Merritt's had a really good four weeks, don't get me wrong. But to have those two guys, you know, on less than 50 games each and to be able to perform the way that they've been performing is just outstanding. I mean, we always knew it on talent, right? Like we knew we got Hobbs as an early pick. We know that Caldwell was an early pick, but um, it's been better than I've expected from those guys so far. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... But the brilliant thing about it is they haven't done anything too flashy. They've just mm-hmm. sort of played their role. Yeah. Tackle hard, put pressure on it, try and win some hard ball. And yeah. Uh, yeah, if you win it inside, get it out so we can we can spread as quickly as possible. And that's all yeah. that's had to happen. Yeah. Uh, and and it's been um it's been fantastic. So I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens um 
when Paris Shield said if it would all come back, you'd assume those guys do move back to um to sort of half forward. Uh, but it but it gives an option, right? Like if mm. okay, Parrish is having an off day, all right. Let's inject Hobbs or let's inject uh Caldwell. Or um, you know, it's just not there. Our links aren't working, okay. We we can throw merit at half forward and, and throw one in. Well, you know what and I mean? this is the interesting thing, right? Because you can't you can't drop these guys on their form. And, and Caldwell played every, has played every game this year. So Caldwell's not getting dropped, right? He, they just yep. move him back to his half forward. But you've got to wonder, do you actually start to rotate through the forward line more? Do you find that Parrish spends a little bit more time forward? And, and rather than being 90% time on ground in the midfield, he's probably 70% in the midfield, 20% forward, 10% on the bench. You know what I mean? Um and that yeah. just gives these guys a little bit more because we know that they can do it, and um, or it gives you that opportunity to give them more rest time so that they can go for shorter bursts but more intensely. You know, there's a whole heap of options with with these guys playing so well in the position. Yeah, um, well, I think even if if you're a halfback, um, opposite sorry, an opposition halfback, uh, and uh, Darcy Parish comes a half forward. I'd much rather be just just mentally, even though they, they might have the same impact. But I'd m- mentally rather be having to play on, uh, and this is no disrespect to to Jai or Ben, and they will certainly get to the level where oppositions really fear playing on them. But uh, you know, say uh, who who was halfback? Like Nick Newman. Who would he rather be playing on? Ben Hobbs or Darcy let's say we're fully fit and, and Darcy Parish? Like mm. he'd rather have Ben Hobbs. But now. Hobbs is good enough as a midfielder. We, we can throw Darcy forward and, and create some headaches for them mm-hmm. um, in the you know in their coaching box or in their matchups and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a uh, and with the way we we move the footy, um, it seems like there there is well the way we moved the footy last night, particularly in the third. Uh, you can still be at half forward as a mid and and have some real damage on the game and create some opportunity. Well, uh, and I so, think. I think that's where Merritt is particularly successful because he can he's such a good user of the football that if he gets it on the 50 meter arc, he's gonna hit someone inside the forward line, right? Like Yeah. Well, even you know, Darcy Pro his awareness of space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and playing half forward and, and just spreading the ground nicely, having mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a nice outlet to, to come onto. Uh and, and even help us with our, our entry into inside forward fifty as well. So yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. There's a, a lot of um, cards up the sleeve that it gives up. It gives us by having those two blokes showing that they they're ready, they're capable. Mm. So Nick Martin, just dog, continuing his stellar, similar to Merritt. I mean, he he's never been poor, right? But this last four weeks with the other guys out, he has just stepped up to a new level, hasn't he? Yeah, well, I thought he'd been great all year, but um, yeah. and I I still believe he's one of the most underrated guys in the AFL. But I was actually um during the week, report writing time, I was doing some marking and uh, had the SEN on or one of them. Anyway, they had the champion data bloke on. Mm. Uh, in terms of impact on the game, I don't know how they um, measure this, mm. but he is uh, in terms of impact on the game by whatever statistical. Data yep. they use. Um, he's ninth. ninth in the league. I think ninth in the league. Ninth in the league. Um, heard a stat this morning 
Um, and, sorry, this is another point, but um, Kyle Langford, uh, in terms of scoreboard impact, is yes. second only to Jeremy Cameron. Only to Jeremy Cameron. So um, going back to, to Nick Martin, um, he is having an unbelievable year. Uh, and, and if the league isn't on notice that this guy can seriously play, uh, they are doing something terribly wrong. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's probably been the strength of our squad is um, we've got guys that are um, going out and uh, playing how they're supposed to play uh, or just, you know, playing their role. And that's giving them uh, ascendancy in terms of impact throughout the league. So um, that's right. Without a huge name. So. I agree. I agree. So, Maddie, we've just gotten a notice from Zoom saying that our free meeting will end in ten minutes. Um, so, uh, let's uh, let's see how much more we can go through this review, and then it says you need to upgrade to a paid account if we want it to keep going. Mm, perhaps so. Uh, might need to take a break. And uh, yeah, yeah. Once we get to that uh, point, we'll let the listeners know. We'll take a break and jump into a new meeting. But um, look, I think. I think Nick Martin, yeah, if, if you're looking at the All-Australian team at this stage of the year, I think you've got Nick Martin in it. I think you've got Merritt in it. And I think you've got Redmond in it. And me personally, I've been I've been talking about this for weeks and weeks. I think Langford should be in consideration as well for the All-Australian team on the bench. Um, yeah, four Essendon players in it. Well, certainly in the squad, right? You've got to consider mm. that. They, they have all had All-Australian worthy years to date. Agree with, I, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, apparently, when they're selecting the All Australian team, all the Essendon players play hockey. But um, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I, I may might even add uh, McGrath to that list as well. Mm. Yeah, he's been very good. Not as flashy, but very, very good. And Jordan Ridley, but maybe yeah, I'll throw everyone in there. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's just have the whole All Australian team. Um, I don't reckon there's a whole lot more to to discuss, right? when we have a look at this game, that that third quarter blitz was just probably the best we've played all year. Um, and it was quick ball movement, wasn't it? It was handball, receive, run, chase. It was just really good quarter. And and you can see what can happen when you've got someone as opposed to Carlton at the front of your sticks that's going to convert goals. Yeah, well, I, I th- look, I think we've probably been saying this for a few weeks. It's just nice to go to the football uh, and have an ounce of predictability as to the way your team is gonna gonna play. I'm not saying uh, we're always I, I walk into games very confident, but at least I know that uh, there seems to be a clear methodology of playing, uh, mm. and and the players are actually able to execute it. So, and that's what we saw in the third quarter. Um, we probably missed that in the first half, but uh, yeah, but it was exciting to watch, wasn't it? Like that that ball oh, movement very, was yeah. oh, it was great. It was. Yeah, I could watch that quarter over and over and over again because it was just pace, running, good skills, like just just amazing, really exciting stuff. And and to have different modes of play where we can actually play defensively, we can move the ball really well through efficient kicking, and then we can flick a switch and just go this all-out attack. Um, it's it's good signs for an Essendon team in a year, two years, four years, you know. Yeah, well, I, I certainly um, sitting up on level four, you get to appreciate the game a little bit differently, and that you see everything that happens off the ball. Yeah, uh, and it it is um, 
it's pleasing, pleasing to watch. So you, you can see guys think two or three steps ahead and the game sort of unfold as all these players are, you know, thinking. Um, oh, there's a strategical level of thinking there, um, mm. not not this sort of reactive gameplay that we, we came to to get used to over uh, the years. So, mm. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, just a couple of ones to touch on before we kind of finish up the review. Heppel continuing a really good year. Um, mm. Really pleased with his output. Stringer, have you seen a more team-orientated season from Jake Stringer than we're seeing right now? The big call says team oriented. Uh, I was actually a little bit unimpressed last night with his uh, unwillingness to uh, pass it off sometimes. But uh, look, I saw. Well, I, I, think... I watched it on replay, and oh, I don't mind okay. him ta- like you want him taking those shots. Yeah, yeah. So at what point do you go? Yes, we we want you to to bring your flair, but also uh, there's a time to look for your teammates. So mm. I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one because you can't you can't tell him to bring his flair and then crucify and then get him mad at him for for bringing his flair for bringing flair. Exactly right. So what 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 I do like about or, or what I like about the approach Scott's taking with Stringer is I don't think he's necessarily valued him just on possessions or goals. He said, "Look, Jake, if you're working hard." Which he, he, he does. I, he, I can't he absolutely work if he got the ground. So, mate, if you're working hard, um, using your body, using your strengths, uh, that's all we want from you. So, mm-hmm. you'll hear him, you know, Jake will have a, a, an, an average day on the at first glance of the stat sheet, but then uh, obviously in press conferences, well, no, he played his role, did exactly what we asked of him, which was just to pressure and compete. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he does that very well, even though we have this high expectation of him. But, um, mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, yeah. That, oh. yeah. I'll have to re rewatch mm. to uh, have a final say on the on the Jake Stringer mm. uh, team uh, focus. I'm starting to feel a little bit for Sam Wiedemann. I just I wish he'd kick that goal just for his own reward. Like from a structure point of view, from an effort point of view, he has done everything that he could possibly have been asked over the last twelve weeks while Peter Wright's been out. But I feel yep. like. I just, you know, just one poor kick. He kicks that goal and then suddenly he, he starts to get a bit of reward for effort and a little bit more confidence. So I'm certainly not calling for him to be dropped. I think now that Peter Wright's in, you leave Wiedemann in and you let them build some chemistry and become a one-two punch. Um, yeah. Well, just for him, you know, I just wish he'd kick that yeah. goal. He's probably in that point um, where Peter Wright was in the first half of 2021. Mm. where people, uh, perhaps a bit like yourself, called for his delisting yes. uh, of, of Peter Wright. I have, uh, since, I have since acknowledged the error of my ways, and I have since, <laughs> on many an episode, uh, suggested that I was wrong and acknowledged I was wrong. Yep, well, fair enough. That's uh, that's that's a good operation from you, but... Um, He's probably, he's probably in that. He's, he's still figuring out. Look, he, you know, it takes a while to figure out how the how your teammates yep. kick the ball to you. Let alone, yep. um, you know, a new coach coming in and, and bringing in a new game style. So Agreed. there's a bit to be worked out. Um, working with you know his smalls and guys like Langford and Stringer who can play a little bit, you know, that hybrid. Mm. Uh, and now you add Peter Wright in there as well, and Draper and Phillips sort of pinch hitting through there. Yep. Like there's a, a bit to figure out there, and it is a hard, hard position to play um, with your back to goal mm. the whole day. 
um, and you are you know purely reliant on um, everyone else's um, delivery, I suppose. You know, you, you generally can't go and win it yourself at at an half forward, full forward. Yeah, mm. it's not your role. So, mm. um, yeah, I think just stick stick with him. He's shown he's shown glimpses where he's like he's certainly a capable AFL player. So, mm. yeah, just take mm. some time. Take some time. So, Matty, that's about all that we need to cover. Obviously, there's no game next week. We we haven't got a game for another two weeks, but. Uh, there is something in the works for the bye week, um, potentially a uh, a special guest. So that um, hopefully will will come to fruition and, and should be out late next week. Um, if I get my dates right, what are we here? Maybe the week after. Let's have a look. Well, uh, it'll be the 19th next weekend on the, oh, it's Monday. So it'll be Monday the 19th. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, it, it um, yeah, it should be mid next week that will have this mid-season review with a special guest. Um, but as we as the clock winds down, Maddie, any final thoughts? No, look, jeez, um, a year's a long time in footy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see where we're sitting now. But, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be good. A week off. Um, not sure what I'll do with myself all weekend. Might uh, I'll watch footy? Just won't be the bombers. Well, yeah, I'll probably do the same. But um, yeah, it'll just be different not having. So I, I can't get into game. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a massive gambler. Yeah, I, I don't sort of watch a game and go, oh, I'm gonna pick this this team. So yeah, um, me too. Yeah, it'll be boring, but I deserve a week off. So yeah, yeah. enjoy, enjoy. Well, thanks for joining right. me, Maddie. No, always good. Thanks for having us. And until next time, go Bulls. Go Bulls.